every tree in a forest started at one time as a very small seed. And in the same way, a small problem that gets buried under the surface in your marriage can grow over time if it's left undealt with. I'm John Fuller here in the studio with Greg and Aaron Smalley, and they are counselors, and they speak at marriage events together. They head up the marriage team here at Focus on the Family. Uh, Dr. Tim Muehlhoff is a professor of communication at Biola University, and he's written a great book. It's called Defending Your Marriage, and he and his wife, Noreen, talked to Jim Daly and me about learning to deal with problems in your marriage relationship. In the book, you talk about Ken and Maria, and you, you share a story about yeah. Yeah. their marriage. He, I think, was an accountant, yeah. and she was a little more spontaneous, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Opposites attract. Yeah. Uh, we get that a lot. Uh, Jean and I are that way. She's yeah. a science major, and you know, she did well in science. I was more marketing. <laughs> but talk about these two and what happened. So this couple are, you know, they're great. He, he, he's really a penny pincher. <laughs> he, he's got the graphs. He's a saver, which is all tremendous qualities. She's a really free spirit. And when they first got together, we just kind of chuckled and thought, wow, I, okay. But they liked each other. They made some good financial decisions heading into it to kind of shore up some things. Uh, and then they get married. And like with every married couple, your strengths now can become irritants just mm -hmm. a little bit in the course yeah. of a marriage. The very things that attracted you, yeah. which were so attractive in the beginning of the relationship, are the things that become the annoying factor. Noreen was a business major. I was a theater major. She is, <laughs> she's pre-law. I'm pre-unemployment. Okay? So, and we love that about each other. But when things are happening in our house and some things I'm not doing, Noreen can get frustrated at me, like, honey, don't philosophy putting in a ceiling fan. Put the ceiling Just fan do in. It. You know, like, we, don't, we don't need to. But, but Satan could be in the midst of that, just getting us annoyed with each other. You know, what, one observation I have uh, we have something called That the World May Know. Ray Vanderlaan has done the series with us for years. Mm -hmm. And one of the statements he makes in there is that going back to your point of the serpent and Eve, is when sin entered the world, chaos entered the world. Mm. And that, you know, God and Jesus coming into this chaos, he's bringing God's shalom, his mm. peace into the chaos. Yeah. And that's what we're, so, that's our big mission as Christians yeah. is to bring his shalom into this chaotic, sinful world. Yeah. Noreen, I want to come back your direction because you mentioned okay. something that we didn't explore. And that is this idea of a a foothold for Satan. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's really important because I think especially in marriage, we don't stop and really understand how often we're doing that. And it's in our bickering, our mm -hmm. verbal spats, our battles. Describe what a, a foothold is for Satan to get in between you and your spouse and what damage can be done because of it. Sure. Well, you know, a foothold is anything that gives somebody a position of power and influence. So when we talk about Satan having a foothold, and this is you know coming from Ephesians 4, um, it allows him to enter in. He has access. And from there can, like I said, throw fuel on the fire and exaggerate and make exasperate, make things worse even. So when we talk about a foothold, it can be even using that the, the verse, you know, do not let the sun go down on your anger. 
to not give Satan a foothold. So when we, and for us, that doesn't mean like we have to resolve conflict before the sun goes down. Like it's not a literal, but it means we're not going to let it fester. Right. We're not going to let it take hold because we know that anger in and of itself is not sin, but how we handle that anger and how we respond. So if there's anger between us, if there's frustration, or if, like we were talking about, the very strengths that Tim has, if they, if I find them starting to become annoying, that's a cue to me. Like I need, what's going on? Mm. Why is this thing that used to be so attractive, so frustrating right now? And what I want to <laughs> do is I want to justify it and say it's because of him, mm. rather than saying what? Why is my perspective changed? What's at work? And have I allowed Satan some access? Mm to dwell on things? Am I holding things? Am I letting bitterness cement and letting those thoughts, not holding those thoughts captive to Christ, but allowing them to develop in ways that are going to continue to drive a larger wedge in our relationship rather than bringing us back together? And you thought it was just a fan. Yeah. <laughs> right, I, want, say I want some cool air. No, it's much more it's than that. Never, it's never what you think it is. Greg, our guest there, uh, brought up what Ephesians chapter 4 says, and that is, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Um, in some ways, do you think anger can be kind of a healthy motivator uh, to, to light a fire under us so we kind of start addressing problems? Absolutely. But let's go back to that verse, don't let the sun go down on your anger. So what the, the verse isn't saying is don't let the sun go down on your problems. So the, the challenge is that couples have often interpreted that verse to mean that we've got to stay up all night and resolve this, whatever the issue is. Guilty, hands up. We used yeah. to, when we were first married, it felt like, uh, it's 1130, <laughs> but still, we have to figure this out and before we go to so sleep. it so well. Oh, <laughs> yes. Here's some coffee so you yes. can stay awake. Years so and years, talking. and then we finally just gave up. And why that's important, though, is that, so the verse is saying it's not that you've got to stay up all night to deal with your marriage problems, it's saying don't let the sun go down in your anger. When you are angry, your heart is closed. And so anger can definitely be used to motivate us to begin to look at what's going on. But first and foremost, that verse is saying that when your heart is closed, that that's when we're susceptible for Satan's attack. Mm -hmm. And all it's saying is that you got to deal with your heart. You don't want to go to sleep closed because look what Satan will do. Yeah. So the benefit of that is that I might get angry over an issue in our marriage long before I want to deal with that with Aaron. I need to deal with my heart. I want to get my heart back open because anger as a motivator is a great thing, but you can't then start talking when your heart is closed. Yeah, I, I've noticed that when I'm angry, it's not a good time for right. me to have a long conversation. Right. That's all we're saying yeah. is the deal with your heart, get it back open. So when your heart's open, that's how anger can be used, you know, in a way that will ultimately strengthen your marriage. Mm -hmm. Because now, you know, I've, I've recognized the anger, I've dealt between me and the Lord with the anger in that moment, so that my heart's open now, Aaron and I can come together. The beauty of, of, of dealing with conflict is that I'm going to learn something potentially about me as an individual, maybe some issue that I need to deal with or grow in, or I'm going to learn something else about Aaron. And so maybe something I didn't realize, maybe there's an emotion there, there's a trigger that I wasn't aware of, whatever it is, I get to learn about me, her, and our marriage. Maybe there's some dynamic 
between the two of us that's mm-hmm. no longer working or has become unhealthy. That, th- that's the benefit of getting your heart back open so that we can then benefit from whatever the problem, whatever the conflict was, and that's how we grow within our relationship. So, yes, technically anger can start the whole thing, but long before you talk about it as a couple, you need to deal with your anger Get your heart back open. Mm-hmm. Allow God's love to now flow through you. Now you're patient, you're kind, you're listening. You've just set yourself up to have a great conversation yeah. with your spouse. Yeah, I think far too many of those late night discussions as we try to figure out the problem ended up with, and I'm not proud of this, but ended up with her on one side yeah. of the bed facing that way and yeah. I'm on the other side facing on the, the couch. other way. And there, yeah. there might as well be a mile between right. us because we're, we're both pretty cold-hearted. I think we've grown through that uh, to the point of being able to say, right now is not the best time to deal with this. I'm just, I'm addled emotionally. I'm just throttled. I, I can't deal with this. And give each other permission to say, even though I don't feel good right now, I am committed to you to come back. I learned that from Greg and Aaron. Probably more Aaron, <laughs> as, but thank you. And earlier, you know, as we're talking about the spiritual aspects of marriage, you know, the, the Mulehoffs uh, really addressed that so well. Dr. Tim Mulehoff's book, Defending Your Marriage, The Reality of Spiritual Battle, is a terrific resource. It'll open your eyes to those moments of, oops, we're, we're in the enemy's sights right now. There's spiritual battle going on. Uh, get a copy of that book when you make a donation to Focus on the Family today. Um, You can make that a monthly pledge or one-time gift. Uh, Regardless of the contribution amount, we'll send the book to you. It's a terrific resource. And again, it's called Defending Your Marriage, The Reality of Spiritual Battle. And if this really hit home for you and you've had far too many nights where it's icy cold and and the relationship is really starting to fragment, reach out to one of our counselors. Uh, Call our team at 800-THE-LETTER-A-IN-THE-WORD-FAMILY. Uh, we'll set up a time for a free consultation over the phone. They'll listen to you, they'll pray with you, and uh, they can refer you to somebody locally in your own area if that'll be helpful. And once again, that number, 800, the letter A in the word family. Of course, we'll have further details in the show notes. More from Tim and Noreen next time. And for now, on behalf of Aaron and Greg and the entire team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Mm-hmm.